0: It's been a long time, but my time is finally near, I will see my dream come alive and last, I will touch the sky, and they're not gonna hold me down no more, no they're not gonna change my Good morning, everyone. This is Ron Ziegler with the Mental Health Hour. I'm doing quite well today. I'm not in hell, and I have no spells. And I'm living here in Pembroke Pines, Florida. And I'm with my beautiful wife, Brenda, as uh, she took the dog out for a walk, our four-legged son. (laughs) And um, I'm doing uh, okay. Uh, I've been up since uh, four o'clock this morning due to muscle spasms and um oh my god i wouldn't wish this on anyone oh the pain that starts shoots up from my spine to my legs to my neck and it's like a thousand knives going through my body and uh i i take the muscle relaxers but even that doesn't help sometimes and uh and um they want me to take the morphine but i refuse to take it cuz I, I i don't want to get addicted to it and I fight with them, and uh, I fight with my nurse when she comes over to administer to it, to me, because she, see by law, they give it to you by the nurse, is the nurse gives it to you by an injection underneath your tongue, and it knocks me out for two days, and uh, she said, by you not taking this, you're refusing treatment, Ron. I said, I don't give a shit, leave me alone. And uh so she just just left a little bit ago, and um I'm doing okay. She'll be back tomorrow." She said, "I'll come back tomorrow to see how you're doing." I said, "I know you will <coughs> <coughs> <She> got... <coughs> and i said, I said, "Are you going to take me to church tomorrow?" And she said, "Yes, so my nurse is going to take me to church, which is good." And my wife and my nurse will be escorting me to church, two beautiful ladies. Um, I, uh, I had these weird dreams of uh, last night I was dreaming about past regrets, and the screams that I was hearing were of my own and my own past. And uh, it scared me a little bit. And I, I called Dr. Don and talked to him about it. And he says, Well, you're having near death experiences because of what you're going through. Now, all next week, I'll be going for tests to see what's going on with my kidneys. I told the doctor, I said, "I want you to do a full biopsy on my body on everything on all my functions, everything, and see what's going on with my kidneys because I, I think some of them I think they're, I think they're working, and he says, no, they're not. but he says, "I'll, I'll do the test that you requested." I said, "Thank you." I don't want to, uh, the audience that I talk to to think that I'm hiding something because I'm not. I'm not afraid of uh, being off hospice either. If they take me off of it, so be it. I'm okay with it. And the reality is I'm, I'm, I would be upset because I had gotten so fond of my nurse. And she even said even if they did take me off hospice, she'd still come around and, and keep an eye on me. But she doesn't think uh, they'll take me off of a hospice because they know the reality through my blood test. And I'm going to take more blood tests on Monday and, and Tuesday. And I'm going to do an ultrasound uh, on my heart to see what's going on with my heart. They want to do an EKG on my heart. And they want to do all this kind of stuff with my heart. And uh, eh. and they have new medication. They say, well, kickstart my kidneys. I says, okay. And they said, will you take the medicine. It's experimental. I said, Yeah, why not? And I what have I got to lose besides uh, living longer? And I do want to live a little while longer. I wanna see out uh, my uh my justice for what I've been through in the past nine and a half years. And um she says, You will, you'll get everything back, I guarantee it. And I, I said, How do you know, nurse? And she goes, because I'm faith-based and I have faith in my... She's Catholic, so she has strong faith in her Catholicism. And uh, those Catholic people know Christ, I'll tell you that much. They know. And they're very Catholic. And when they get to start to praying and they know, they know the reality of their prayers do work. So uh, I'm very blessed in that reality that I have a beautiful nurse that prays for me. With my wife. And, uh, oh, I love my wife very much. I told her that last night. I said, you know, you are my best friend. You are my companion and my lover. And I've been very mean-spirited to you over the past 23 years. And yet you stayed with me. Why? Because I want to love you, she tells me. And I said, why do you want to love somebody like me? I'm a filthy rag in mental health. I'm a diseased maniac. I'm a warped, frustrated man uh, with no morals. I have no moral values. And she says, yes, you do. It's in your writings. You know, she reads my writings, and she's like, oh, my God, why don't you write a book? I wish I could write a book. I'd call it, why me, because of my disability, I already have it. Written. I just need somebody to help me write it, write it fully and uh, include my artwork inside my pictures. And I met more celebrities this past week. Thank you for, thank you to the beautiful celebrities that contacted me and want to know me. And thanks to Loretta Sweat for the uh, invite of meeting uh, other people. Wow. Loretta Swit and and, uh, many other people out there that know me that are celebrities, they they tell their friends about me and they want to know me. I said, you sure you guys want to know me? You beautiful ladies want to know me? You gentlemen want to know me? I have mental illness. And I like to wear women's underwear. (laughs) I've been doing that since I was 12 because I was sexually abused. Uh, as a teenager in South Florida State Hospital, I had my first gay experience in there, by four guys. I was beat up for it, and I resisted, and then they knocked out my teeth, and um, it was documented. They wanted to tell my parents, but if if they told my parents, my mom would blame herself for being for putting me in there, because she went on the word of a of a school. Uh, School counselor, uh, who was now a commissioner, now Louise Wexler, beautiful lady, who uh, wanted to help me in my mental health, and she did, and she, she got me to the right people. It's just that I was at the time being sexually abused, and uh, I didn't tell anybody. I had a school teacher uh, who was who was my f- friend at the time. Later on in years, um wanted me to come out with my sexuality, and I I pulled a gun on him, his own gun. And this was on South Florida State Hospital grounds. I was 14, and I pulled his gun out on him, and he said, Ron, you pull that trigger, you're going to have more problems than you ever had in your life. Give me the gun. I, I fought with him for two and a half hours with that gun because I said, I don't want to talk about that, that sex stuff. And he says, okay, would you come with me, and we'll, we'll get some professional help. I said, I'm not going to talk about that. It's, I, I was told to keep secret, or they would do harm to my family. I know what they said and what they told you, and I know about your house being vandalized. So he said, Give me the gun. So I gave him the gun, and uh, his uh, daughter at the time was four years old. She's been my beautiful friend for almost 30 something years now. She calls me Uncle Ron. <laughs> and she said if you would have pulled that trigger on my dad i would have hated you and i thank god i didn't and he said by the way ron there was no bullets in the gun so (laughs) i said shit i just didn't want you to get into a a cop fight with another security guard that would have been gun happy and pulled a trigger on you so uh all the staff came running and and talked us talked to me out of it and and i went and they took me into counseling and I I told a a lady counselor and she goes did you like what they were doing to you I said no and she goes why don't you come forward and tell them what's going on I go because I was ashamed bad enough I was dealing with mental illness now I'm dealing with bisexuality and I didn't want to deal with it because of my mental health I was ashamed of it and uh, I walked that line every day and I have beautiful ladies all around me, but sometimes those urges come and i that's when I call my psychologist, and I talk to him about it and he says sometimes you had to fight it on and I do, and it's a struggle sexuality has always been i don't know crazy for me in that aspect and um and I and I love the the idea that other women like me. I think it's hot. <laughs> I, I wish I had this uh, in school. And during my teenage years, I had no one. During my twenties, I had no one. All through my thirties, I had no one. Then in and in my late thirties, towards the end, I had my friend Christine, who was my girlfriend for eight years. And um, I couldn't marry her, and it broke my heart when her mom told me, no, you can't have my daughter in marriage. And I worked every night, and I brought her a a $500 ring uh, to marry me. And she goes, you want your ring back for for your wife, Brenda? I said, no, that ring's yours. That ring's a friendship ring for you. She goes, it is? I go, yeah, that's for you. Yeah, so I want you to have it. And she said, thank you, Ron. And I'm still friends with her to this day. I just finally talked to her sister about a week ago. And she's not doing too good in the ALF. She's in a nursing home in an ALF uh, as a result of schizophrenia. And she has a hard time being on medications. And it's very damning, especially to a schizophrenic. Because they... They don't have no faith, and um, I felt so bad when she said she believes in God, but she feels God forgot her, and I tell her on the phone, I said, God did not forget you. She goes, why? I go, because I'm a part of your life, and I pray for you. She goes, thank you, Ron. At least I know someone's praying for me. I said, oh, yeah. She goes, you still love me, don't you? I said, yes, I do. And, uh, I love all my past girlfriends, especially my first one was was Tammy, and she was my friend for many years in high school and I wanted to go out with her so bad and When she got married, it broke my heart, and I went out on a drinking run, and I hated life, and I was dealing with sexuality at the time and I was going through Wilton Matters and going to all the gay bars, and I was on a crazy frenzy. With sexuality, and I didn't want to deal with it. And and then uh, my mom and I, on the way to uh, church one Sunday afternoon, uh, I was like 15 or 16, and she goes, What the hell is wrong with you? Why won't you tell me what's going on with you? And I said, I was thinking to myself, I ain't going to tell you what's going on with me sexually. Are you crazy? That's like telling the Catholic Pope that you're gay. and then they, as soon as you find out that you're gay, they bash the fuck out of you. And I didn't want to go through that shit. So I didn't tell my mom shit. And she knew I was tormented. But she couldn't prove anything. And I kept it a secret. I kept my word. I kept it a secret. And, um, from that time on, I, I knew I had sexual problems. And, uh. But now, with, I've been with my wife for 23 years, and we do pretty damn good. I try not to do the sexual things that I, that was done to me, to, to my wife, because I don't want to hurt her. And she says, I said, what do you like about me? She goes, you got prettier panties than me. <laughs> and we started laughing, and I said, when, when, uh. When I first met her, her mom goes, I don't want you to go out with Ron. I don't like Ron. He's psychotic. He's crazy. And uh, she ignored her mother and went out with me anyway. And uh, and now I'm living in, in a house where I was hated. Kind of weird. But um, I'm okay with it.
1: And so is my wife.
0: And I was dreaming last night of um, about my dog, Spooky, who my mom took to the vet to have killed because we couldn't take care of her because she was just dying. She was losing her hair and all this stuff. And the veterinarian told my mom, this is a healthy dog and you want to put it to sleep. She goes, yeah, we don't have no, we have no room for the dog. And uh, when they came home, uh, mom told me she put the dog to sleep and I cussed her out. My, I cussed my mother out profusely, and I was so angry that she murdered our dog. That dog was my only atmospheric condition of love that I had. Hang on, let me see who's calling. Come from the you wireless, Hello. Hello. Oh, hey, how are you? Oh, my nurse. How are you? Good, I'm coming to see you. Okay? You 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 coming to see me? Are you sure you want to see somebody like me? <laughs> uh, I'm coming, I'm coming. Okay, baby, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. I, I'll tell my okay. wife. Uh, I'll tell my wife. All right, I'll see you when you get here. All right. All right. All right. Well that was my nurse, everybody. She's uh coming to see me and uh my other nurse is off on the weekend, so she's uh and she's on her girly stuff and uh and I I was teasing her I was teasing my other nurse when she was on the on the girly stuff. I said, That's the best time to love a woman is when they're on the rag <laughs> She goes, Ronnie, that's sick And I said, I know, that's why I have to go see a sex therapist because of my sick mind and she says, Ronnie, I love you. And I said, I love you too, sweetheart. I got all these beautiful nurses loving me. I don't, I don't deserve this. But I go for tests on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to see what's going on with my kidneys. And in a way, I'll be glad to find out what the fuck is going on with my body. And these muscle spasms are from hell, and I would not wish them on anyone but... Sometimes uh, I, I just wish that God would take me during the spasms, but he won't. He won't even take me home yet. I'm too honored to die. But uh, when my nurse just called, I was like, who's this calling? So um, I'm going to tell my wife uh, to keep the dog on the patio, and and um, the nurse is coming. So uh, i got to get ready and get off this uh, podcast. But thank you all for tuning in. And knowing the reality of this filthy rag, Ron Ziegler, who's a mental health consumer and who's several bricks short with no cement. And sometimes he is a cupcake and has no icing, but he's doing quite well, considering some of what other people put him through. And I do pretty good, considering what I'm going through. And thank you to the new celebrities that are now following me on my Twitter and my Facebook I'm very honored that you all want to know this filthy rag. And now you're following me on my podcast. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I I, I want to do a movie called Why Me? Because of my disability. And I would like uh, uh, Loretta Swift to play my mom and Henry Winkler to play my dad and Keno Reeves to play me. And I think that's wonderful that Manu is going to be doing that for me in the near future. Uh, Manu is a friend of mine who's a French Canadian actor uh, from Star Trek uh, he was in Star Trek Voyager uh, you can google his name uh, he's a he's a reputable uh, actor and he is my friend and we met at a Star Trek convention and we were talking about medications one afternoon and Xanax came up and he goes oh I like that stuff <laughs> I said it, I know and we became pretty close friends, and we teased each other about it. And and we we do pretty good. I mean, he became like a brother to me. And he's a very dear friend. And him and his girlfriend, Valerie, are, are sweethearts. And I hope that uh, Rod Roddenberry gives him a job in Star Trek again so he can uh, continue to inspire his fans. You know, Star Trek is about humility, humanity, and the dignity of the human spirit. And I've boldly gone where nomadic manic-depressive has gone before. And I'm meeting all these wonderful actors and actresses. And um, I, don't, I don't want to say who I met, but this lady's in her late 70s. And she was on uh, uh, Dynasty. And she was on uh, Not Standing in Dallas. And she was also on Wonder Woman. And boy, do I have the hots for Linda Carter. Oh, my God. Even at her age, I would still love to to take her out on a date. (laughs) But I I, I love, when I was a nine-year-old boy, she gave me some erotic feelings with that costume she wore. But anyway, I have to go. My nurse is on her way. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Mental Health Hour. Please get to know me. Feel free to contact me. And to the stars and, and the actors and the... And the actresses, and the writers, and now scholars that are even following me, and and doctors, and and lawyers, and following me on on my social media, God bless you. If you want to know about my mental illness, feel free to uh, contact me. And please don't deny me of my mental health. I am mentally ill. I do have a condition of manic depression, and I've been diagnosed at the age of 12. So I know I have a mental health. I'm not... I know I'm not that far gone. Anyway, be well. Have no spells. Stay out of hell. And if you uh, have no and and be well. And if you have suicidal thoughts, call one eight hundred suicide or two one one for help for Broward. Thank you all for tuning in. Bye now.